Gospel Message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Celebration shall never cease in our lives. In our mouths we declare His glory. God bless you. May be seated. Once again, Father, we are very grateful for giving us this access to your presence. Thank you also for your presence here. Your word is true and it cannot be broken. This afternoon, just for a few minutes, encourage our hearts again. And may praises never cease in this house. Sorrow is already far from us and it will never come near us. We magnify you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks and worship. Praise God. Okay, we are all welcome once again in Jesus' name. In five days' time, it will be the last month of the year. So leaving us with 36 more days to go this year. You have come this far. Give him thanks and praise. In this year that the Lord has said will be the year of the Holy Spirit, we are grateful to him. Uh, since the beginning of the year, the Lord has, one month after another, given us particular themes to follow. And I think I quickly went back and I checked, and I found a pattern, which usually, the way the Lord gives us these monthly themes is that we don't think of the previous, we just say, Lord, speak to us. January was our month of joy. Uh, February was power, and uh, peace was March, faithfulness was April, our focus in May was glory. And when we got to June, we had presence, Holy Spirit presence as the theme, and in July it was divine promotion, August was new beginning, abundant grace was our theme for September. And most of you will remember October, which is Holy Ghost Fire. Then in the month of November, the one that's about to pass just now, our theme was power. And then for December, our theme will be joy again. And I was shocked when I saw that. That the Lord sandwiched this year inside joy for us. And lighting inside joy is that power. I pray this year will be remembered like that for you and I. No matter what your experience had been either to, um, we will remember as we thank him at this very moment that truly and indeed is worthy to be thanked. It's worthy to be praised and adored. In the few minutes that I have to share with you this morning, 
I will be sharing on the topic called Holy Spirit Power. Then you can put a dash in front, the bastion of joy, a bastion of joy. I have to check the meaning of bastion myself. And bastion means the fortress. It means the stronghold. It means the preserver or the one that keeps something. So it's the joy that we may experience or that we will mark this year about, we've been told right now that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that will keep it. Keep it going, keep it fresh, keep it strong all the time. I will give you four scenarios and then I will say one or two things and we will pray. And hopefully spend a little bit of more time to thank God. Next Sunday is also Thanksgiving Sunday, so get prepared to really come and give him proper praise and adequate praise. And I ask that the Lord God of heaven and earth will not make you miss out or step out of the place of your blessing before your blessing comes. Scenario one is that you see a situation in which a person um, got to the end of the month and there is a maybe mortgage to pay, there is rent to pay. And right at the end of that month, the person discovers that there is no money to settle this. And naturally, the person got very upset, got very disappointed. So, in fact, got very low. And so, it also followed that not long after that, this particular person discovered that he needed to buy some grocery for the family and got to the store and discovered that anytime he put the card in, he kept saying, declined. And so, he then decided to say, I will need to return all these things. And he said, you may as well do so. And with a great embarrassment, walked out of the store very low and dejected. So that scene ends there. We say cutting. Scenario number one. Scenario number two. There's also another person who has a mortgage to pay, had the rent to pay, and this has been the pattern in his life for a few months, but this particular month, in his own case, he called the landlord, he's been always like that, and said the rent will be delayed. Or the bank called the other way around and said, where is your mortgage? And this person said, there's no money to pay it. And the landlord said, don't worry. This is the 11th month since you have not paid Anytime you have the money, come and pay. The bank says, ah, you don't have money for the mortgage, forget it. Just, just keep living there until you like. He went to the grocery store the second day and went to shop. And when he was there, he did what, 
we call shopping, shopping. It's kind of, it could be to my wife and I. He's one of our friends in London, went for shopping one day and packed the trolley, I think two trolleys full. I think it was giving us the idea. So it's not just shopping, but shopping, shopping. He said he went for shopping. So the, this man went to, to, to do shopping, shopping, and the trolley was full. Um, while I was still on that story, I was in Costco one day, somebody did like that, and I asked the till, and I said, I saw the amount the person paid, so I was 700 pounds. I said, what's it for grocery, not television, not, not household? I, so I asked the woman, you know, after experience, after his time, it makes you know to be shy. I said, what is the highest amount that people have done for grocery here before? The man said, 1,002 on just food. I said, it doesn't include television or blender. I said, no, it's just, say, like, how many trolley? Say, like, about three trolleys. So this man went for shopping, shopping like that and brought out the card. And they tried to get the money out. No money came out. And the person at the till said, ah, what happened? You know, the way they normally try to encourage you. They say, oh, these machines, sometimes they play up. They know they're as embarrassed as you are. I said, yeah. he said, some of these banks, maybe their server is down. He said, try another card. They, uh, they are smiling. They say, we know there's no money there. He tried the other card. Nothing came out. And the person at the till said, ah, you mean really there's no money? He said, there's no money. He said, just take it and go. Ah. Aha, uh-huh. you two are saying her. He said, no, he said, he said, don't worry, I will tell the manager. <laughs> and the person carried the thing and left. Scenario number three. A person at the end of the month, and so this person left apparently shocked, happy. Scenario number three, a man got to the end of the month, no money to pay for rent, no money to pay for this. He was a little bit distrust, but was praying and trusting God. I was hoping that things would change. But he was not very happy. But he could still pray. Scenario number four, the same thing happened with him with the grocery as well. Scenario number four, end of the month came. There was no money to pay for rent, no money to pay for mortgage. Went for shopping. Things were very hard. And this person discovered that somehow he did not feel any low. He walked away from the store where people were sorry for him, embarrassed. He was just going out and we're thanking God. And then, I compare one to two to three to four. And if you'll agree with me, they all live in different worlds. You agree? The one in number one, who could not pay, who went through the pain, disappointed, he lives in what I call the natural world. So I talk of four worlds for you. That's how it operates in the natural world. In the natural world, pressure of life comes, we react according to the natural instinct of man. The natural instinct of man is to be disappointed. The natural instinct of human being is for us to feel down and depressed and sorrowful because things are not working out. That is the natural world. There's nothing wrong with it, but that's the way it runs. The person in category two or scenario two lives in what I call a make-believe world. And I know when I share that, someone will say, I wish that can happen to me. I wish you can just, and yes, I call it the make-believe world because I gave the, the, the it is such, um, in such an extreme and superlative that you will know that that is not a normal occurrence. And in fact, even when God helps us, he does not even usually help us that way. Amen. Scenario number three is what I call 
the Holy Spirit world level one. In that world, Holy Spirit world level one. In that world, you feel a little bit pain, but you have hope that things will change. Level four, or sorry, uh, scenario four, is what I call Holy Spirit world level two. In that place, you find out that your, your, your well-being does not depend upon your surrounding. It does not mean your surrounding will not change. It does not mean you are not believing. It does not mean that you are not concerned. It just means that your life does not get tied around what is around you. How wonderful. The storm is raging. You are in control. How wonderful. When seas like sea below rose, I say it is well with my soul. But the challenge that I discover, brothers and sisters, friends, is that many believers, we need to transition from the natural world into the Holy Spirit world. In the Holy Spirit world is the only place where a person will be able to have a degree of power to turn pain into joy. And I'm praying that all of us, by the special grace of God, it shall be the world we live in. It shall be the world we live in. And that transition should not stop from one to three. It must also go from three to four. Hallelujah. It must be a continuous process for us. Of all the Bible verses that we were given in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 is very instructive. In fact, it's about the only, way, only place where the Holy Spirit was compared directly in function to any other metaphor used for the Holy Spirit. We call him the wind. Never compare the function. We call him the fire. Never constant the function. We call him, call him everything. He said, and do not be drawn with wine in which is dissipation or excess, but be filled with the Spirit. If you put the New Living Translation there, so that we can get a little lesson, which I will not teach there, we just read it. He said, be, don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you understand that? What is the function of the wine? To make a person happy. What is the function of the Holy Spirit? To make a person happy or joyful, isn't it? But it says that you can use both to dull your pain, but they have different outcomes. And so to deny that wine cannot dull a pain, it's a lie. It can dull the pain. So he said that, but you have two options. Choose one. Because there is a great cry in the heart of man that we are never sorrowful but joyous. It's a wiring that God has placed in us. But it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to move a person in such a way that you live almost perpetually in the place of joy. And no human being can do that for you. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. The more of him you have, the more you start wondering yourself that why am I unmoved by what is going on around me? And I'm trusting God that it's a place that God wants each and every one of us to be. Of course, the function of the Holy Spirit does not stop in that. He's also there to change the circumstance for you. Even though you go through difficulties for a time. It's so that you don't die before your time. Some people, they are so sorrowful in their circumstance that even when the thing gets turned around, to pick them from their sorrow into the place of joy is another thing. 
Some have gone through things in life. And even when the breakthrough comes, they are still on treatment for things that will make them to be healed of the problem that they picked up while they were waiting. Some, the ulcers, the gods. Even though the finances has improved now, some of the finances might be spent on that. But the Holy Spirit said, that's not my plan for you. Will you go through? You will go through. But it takes my power working inside of you to safeguard the joy that you got as salvation. Because the book of Psalm 51 tells us something called the joy of salvation. The day you got born again, a certain degree of joy has been deposited in your life. From that day forward, the devil has only one function. That function is to drain that joy. But we don't know it. We think he's going after some other thing. Because when joy is not there, strength will go. But God is saying as we go to this last month of the year, it will be the beginning of perpetual joy for us. And it's the power of God that will power it for us. As long as we live on the surface of the earth, there will be more than enough thing to make a person sorrowful. And it's a choice to say, I will not do sorrow. Because the enemy will do all within his power. But there's a greater power that will say, you know what? Even though I'm waiting, I will not wait in sorrow. I will wait, trusting that without any shadow of that, in fact, by the time the thing happens, hallelujah was already ringing in my mouth. And people are wondering, why are you shouting hallelujah? I say, I don't know. Why are you joyful? I say, I don't know. But the thing has not happened. I say, and why they're still asking you, right where you are, the blessing meets you there. Oh, what a beauty that is. And that's why when people are testifying this morning, in anticipation of what God will do, maybe that power started working in somebody's heart. Maybe somebody started understanding that the plan and the purpose of the devil is to weaken us through the injection of sorrow. Sorrow shall be far from us. As I shared on Friday, I had a great, I don't know, hatred is right. I had a great resentment for sorrow in recent times. And I pray God himself by his Holy Spirit will transplant and transform and multiply that same unction and that same pain in me. It's not the pain of sorrow, it's the pain of hatred for sorrow. Why should a person be sorrowful? Why should your circumstances be so depressing? Why should my response unto my circumstances be more depressing than how depressing my circumstances are? All the complex of sorrow. May the complex of sorrow be broken. If you live long enough, one of the things that is easily transferable is sorrow. We have discovered that when a woman is pregnant and she happens to be low in spirit or depressed, the child that is born, they are born depressed. It's so powerful an emotion. But in the name that's above her name, I stand on this altar of God. And I banish every manifestation of sorrow in our lives and our home in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I say a big amen for myself too. No one is excluded from it. And that's why it's a determination. Elijah, the man of God, was not excluded. That's why I say my own amen as well. And that the Jew is giving prophecy like that. I said, this one, I will say amen unto it. Everyone, we are only a step away from sorrow. Where everyone, we are just a step where everyone is at the precipice. And the enemy is using everything to tip us over. But the Lord God of Israel lives. You will know no sorrow again. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Whether the sorrow we cover with fake smiles...
or the sorrow that we cannot do anything about but must show whichever way it shall be banished. But it's through the working of a power. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. He says, now, all, ah, no, let's go back to our usual, um, New King James Version, please. Now, New King James Version, thank you. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, hallelujah, according to what? The power that works in us. So whatever God will do, how will he do it? Through a power that will work in you. Which means today, not only are we declaring the joy of the Lord over our lives, we are also receiving the power that makes joy possible. The power that keeps joy there. And the keeping of the joy, because there are two levels that I mentioned about the Holy Spirit world. The first keeping of that joy is to see that evil does not happen to you. As we mentioned, two Sundays ago, is to stop harm from happening unto you. And he's done it for many before. Paul the apostle was sent somewhere. He said, one of the people that were working with him, he was going through his own challenges, persecution. People were causing all sorts of problems for him in the church. Some were breaking away. Some were up. And he probably was doubting himself. What was I doing wrong? He was probably doing nothing. He was actually doing nothing wrong. He had serious. And he listed the catalog of woes in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. In, amongst all that, he was still writing to the church in Philippi. And he was saying, rejoice evermore. He said, rejoice in the Lord. And, I, and, and again, I say... And so he was making sure that he has his own perimeter of joy maintained around him. And then in the midst of that, serious circumstance happened. One of his assistants got sick. I think it was Epaphras. was Epaphroditus. I can't remember. Epaphras. One of them was ill. And was writing the book of Philippians, I think chapter 2 or so. And he said that, thank God that God had mercy on him, that he was sick unto death, but he did not die. I thank God for the Lord have mercy upon him. What was his conclusion? So that I did not have sorrow upon sorrow. So sorrow can be stopped by bad things not happening. I'm not just talking that this issue of the power of the Holy Spirit is to keep us happy in bad situations. No. One of the ways, in fact, the primary way to stop sorrow is to make sure that bad things does not happen. And the Holy Spirit's power is there to do that. To say that enough of it, Satan, even though she's strong to bear this one, don't add more to it. That's why God put a perimeter around Job and he said that you can touch everything, but don't touch his life. Because he knows. And the man said, because he know, he felt that his life was not leaving him. He was able to say that I know that my redeemer lives. And after even I've, this, my skin is dead, he said my life will come back in it again. He knew that it wasn't the end of his life. It's not the end of your story. 54-year-old woman got married. Who is looking for such? But I can tell you, it's not the end of your story. Because there's a power on the inside that is able to make us strong, that is able to carry us forward. Some earn salaries. Some have good jobs and thank God for that. But God to make himself known, make sure that the stock of food is paid in a person's house and it's not a tiny family. 
with all due respect, that food is not running out. What does that tell me? Is in control. There's still a power that can make sure that sorrow does not get multiplied. Let me tell you something today. No matter what you are going through, if you are a child of God, there is a don't go beyond here that God has placed there. If you don't, whether you like it or not, if unless and if there's no, no, I can't take it anymore. Mm. By the time you say you can't take it, most likely you can take it. There is a don't go beyond here, Satan. And it's never gone. It will not. In fact, sometimes after those difficult circumstances, God starts working in other areas that you never knew it would work again. He said, Holy Ghost power, the keeper of the bastion of our joy. Of course, it's wise for us to spend time on getting that Holy Ghost power today. It's wise for us to make sure we tap into that power today because without him, joy will leak. Without his power at work, joy may all together evaporate. But thank God, he has said this month of December, a few days ago, away, by his mercy, joy will overflow. And our lives will never remain the same. Irrespective of what people are saying. Don't worry. When we're saying you are in control there, I knew my own you are in control, I'm talking. You knew your own you are in control. You agree with me? Oh, we are all, well, all faces are similar, but all problems are different. All are singing the same line, but all are keen from different angles. And I say it again, he's in control. He is in control. He said, we never allow you to be tempted about that which you are able but he with the temptation make a way of escape for you. That's your of escape. It's a way of escape. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice that we can stand and we hope for tomorrow. When we get to heaven, I hope before that we will correct it. Many of us will cover our faces in shame. You know why? We are not thanking God enough for what he has done. And how God answers our prayer when we pray that God, week in, week out, when we meet, he will move. What a sequence. When we finish, say you are in control. And we began to thank him. We are grateful. Email her. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Meaning that of a truth. Where God's power is, it's not only our hope that we change, but our joy right inside of it. And that is incredibly glorious. Please, don't pick another problem. And power of this will not even allow you. And that makes me to go to the last point. Don't pick another problem where you are waiting to have a one problem solved. You got that one? Uh, don't pick another problem where you are waiting to have one problem. What? Don't pick health problem where you are waiting for finances. Don't pick character problem where you are waiting for marriage. Don't pick attitudinal problems. Where you are waiting for a job. Because that attitude might even carry the person into the job. You now get very cynical. You can preach the rest of yourself. You agree with me. So, but I'm telling us now, brethren, there's a power called Holy Spirit power that can keep the joy that he gave us. We will not lose our joy. In fact, more importantly, our joy shall be full. Where it has leaked, God will top it up. How long does it take him to change a person's story? How long? How long? How long? 
To you, if the thing has gone so bad like this, when will it change? To God, the lower it is, the quicker. How many times did Israel try to come out of the land of bondage and they couldn't come out until one day they came out? Pharaoh did not expect it. Moses did not expect it, but they came out. Eventually, their enemy perished forever. I'm trusting God. Your enemy, that particular ancestral enemy, will perish forever. Amen. Will perish forever. Amen. Well, he gave a testimony on Saturday. He said, well, you know, thank God for his plan, a length of time. But it's not going to be just a length of time. It's going to be perpetual. The relief, the deliverance will be perpetual. Will be perpetual in the name of Jesus. And so, having said not what we said. How does the Holy Spirit does his work? How does he get us to that point in which we will be empowered to rise above situations and circumstances? How does he make it happen that we are not just at the whims and caprices of circumstances around us? This is something fairly new to me that the Lord is teaching me myself. And so I hope I need to, I will have to find it um, sharpened as the years go by. My constant and unwavering belief now is that there is nothing anyone can do if you are a child of God. Let's limit it to that first. It's more complex if you are not a child of God. There is nothing anyone can do in your strength. Nothing. And that's a very big statement. When the Lord said in John chapter 15 verse 5, if you abide in me, I will abide in me, you, and then continue and say that um, without me, you can do. After nothing, what remains? Eh? Can the scripture be broken? He said, without me, you can what? Without him, let's leave the obvious physical things alone. You cannot. Sit down here without being hooked on drugs. It's God that made it happen. Without him, you cannot, and I'm going to scale it. Without him, you cannot, you could not have been free of not being an alcoholic. Oh, you think it's yourself, your bringing that made you not to be an alcoholic. It's him. And I look back and I say many times in my own little understanding, I've spoken to people who are having addictive problems. They must have looked at me and shook their head. I said, just stop. Just stop. And the Lord smote my heart. I said, I didn't know. They saw my sincerity. But they felt my ignorance. If I could stop, I would have stopped. It's not a matter of decision. I wanted to. Stop. You think I like the way you think I like the way I am? All the teeth in my mouth are gone. I wake up every morning not wanting to leave. You think I like it? Stop. Someone greater than me can make it's making me not to stop. And so my understanding and my preaching, and then I asked the Lord, I said, Why do we then say, Don't do this, don't do that? He says, So that you can know right from wrong. And when you're on the wrong side, you can lean on me. Not to go and start trying. You keep trying, auntie. And God took me through every stage of my life. Gave me three. 
And I think I added two to it. He said, this one that I deliver you for, how did it happen? I said, I'm sorry. It's got nothing to do with me. I said, this one, how did you come out of it? I said, no, I didn't know. He said, this one, how did you get delivered? I said, I didn't know. Without him, Holy Spirit power. Every little thing, stop today, never again in your life. Ever think that you are sitting down here, because I just decided, you? Let that grace be removed for three minutes. Why did not write in their CV? Well, of course, not learn to write your CV well. You think it's your CV that got you the job? There are people that are written better CVs than you. Better. They were born in the right places. Just about the time, even their father had connection with the CEO of the other company. But a power greater than them said they won't succeed. The day before the interview, they went for a drink. There, he got hooked on heroin. End of story, he never got the job. If the devil wants to get a person, we'll get him. If the Holy Spirit wants to deliver a person, we'll deliver him. And you know what he wants to deliver us? Yeah. I, I said he wants to deliver us. Yeah. He will deliver us. Yeah. That's the working of his power. He said, according to his power that does was, that works in us. Stop struggling. Start leaning. Start trusting him. Am I making sense to somebody here? Will you walk? You will walk. Will you get your ass together? You better do. If somebody is listening carefully to me, you will know that my system itself needs to be modified. I said, will you get your ass together? Yes. But if I that statement, it's a little bit contradictory in law to my previous statement. Because your ass cannot be gotten together until somebody helps you to get your ass together. Is somebody having a new perspective of this person called the Holy Spirit right now. Take control. Will you tell him to take control today? I mean, genuinely, I'm not talking theology now. I'm talking of him gripping the person. One of our senior pastors, Pastor Wumi, preached it many years. We're just talking about this Acts. Um, um, it's, it's, one of, it's one of those classics you run into them sometimes. It's one of the classics. You know, she was talking on this, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Do not be drunk with wine and with dissipation or with thy success. He said, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and she, she listed about five, seven points of the comparison between what wine does and what the Holy Spirit does. He said, when a person is properly drunk, those who that have never drunk before, you may not, you, may not um, you know, it's one of those evil, good, or bad. You know, those that have gone through bad before. You understand this training, but you don't need to try it to know it. Just believe our word for it. <laughs> you know, don't try this at all. When the alcohol takes over a person, all sense of shyness is gone. You remember? It's gone. When the Holy Spirit takes care of a person, go and preach. I'm shy. We not happen anymore. No. When the Holy Spirit grabbed me, when I led my mother to Christ, very strong Anglican Orthodox family, taught me Bible and everything, but I knew she needed to give her life to Christ. And there are many people like that. Holy Spirit took over. I work with a very structured, I share with some of you, very structured family. Children must be very loving, but there are boundaries. Holy Spirit took over. I led her to the Lord. Thank God she's with Jesus now. She knelt on her knee and said, let's go to the, to the inner room, mommy. And we went there, prayed the sinner's prayer. It's one of the most daring things I've ever done. What happened? I was drunk with the Holy Spirit. May you be drunk every day. 
really, really drunk. When a person is drunk, not only is all shyness gone away, the person is out of control of himself. That is why the person will fall in a gutter and we wake up in the morning and I say, what a nice bed. Sad, but the truth of the matter is that he's not in control anymore. When the Holy Spirit comes in, you will not be in control as well. And one of the sweetest things I love about him, I've seen him move many times. I've prayed we will see him move more regularly in our midst. But we need to give him the liberty to do so. Many are running all over the place now, seeking help from where there is no help. But I can assure you, all is about how much of the Holy Spirit is in you. Will you allow him in today? Will you let him have the total control of everything you do? And as you do so, joy will never be lacking. Finally, put on the screen for me, Acts chapter 13, verse 52, so that we read that together. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit is the bastion or the preserver or the fortress of the stronghold of power. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the... Let's start from verse 48 so that can make sense to us. I think 48 should be okay. Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed, verse 49... And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city, raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and expelled them from their region. Okay? 51. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium, and then verse 52 says, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit because the persecution meant nothing to them. The being expelled meant nothing unto them. That is what the Holy Spirit can do and will do for you and I. And it's at work, and it will do its work in our lives. Please rise on your feet. We will talk, we pray about two main areas. I want us, it's, it's in my heart that we've spent a moment or two again just to give thanks unto the Lord. Maybe during offering, we give you more time to just so that we can worship God and let Him do what He's planned to do. Uh, this prayer we will pray today um, is just the beginning of three days of prayer to pray this power into our lives. For those that were here on Friday, we mentioned that we want to set just one hour on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. For quite a lot of you, some of you, two days already you are here anyway, Monday and Wednesday. So we just add Tuesday for those that come on Wednesday or you don't come any of those three days. Make time to come. We plan to minister the baptism of the Holy Ghost to people on that day. We plan to see that everyone receive that power. We can't talk of the year of the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit filling our hearts. And so, and so that we will try and pray also a lot in the Spirit during that time so that heavens will be opened upon us. God is not finished with you yet. God is not finished with us yet. He's working, he's working. And more than ever before, in this world where there's so much poison outside there, I've never seen it like this in recent times, but the devil is a liar. 
God has said it cannot go beyond here. And it won't go beyond it. The church of Jesus Christ Universal, we continue to march on. I said the church, we continue to march on. And the gates of hell cannot and shall not prevail in the name of Jesus. This local church, we march on. And the gates of hell will not prevail. Hearing all sorts of stories from all over the world, all sorts of places. And I know it's the desperation of the enemy in these last days to destabilize people, people that have believed before, not to believe, questioning everywhere, simply because the devil wants to have them for breakfast. You will not be part of that in the name of the Lord. Well, we are not aware. Some is guilt that is keeping them away. Some is not guilt. It's, it's just, and I'm not just talking about this church. Many places, I'm privy to many information. And it's just about time to say Satan is enough. And it only happens when that power works in us. The power can work us up, but it wants to work in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want every one of us, if we may, to just cry out unto God. But before we cry, it's good for us. He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And so, I want us to start with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that I'm standing today. We always underthank God. Do you agree with me? Oh, you don't seem to agree. We always underthank God. In our darkest moment, believe you me, we should be singing praises. We never give him enough praise. Will you just together with me say, thank you, Jesus. Give him thanks for all he has done. Give him all the honor and glory. He is worthy to be praised. Let it come from your heart. As I can get you to just, his thanksgiving, you should be expressive about his thanksgiving. You should lift your voices. Speak in your own understanding. Let God know, I'm grateful, oh God. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for provision. I'm grateful, Lord, that I can hear the word of God. I'm grateful that the enemy cannot overrun me simply because you have set the boundaries, oh God. The Bible says that you have set the boundaries for the waters of the ocean that they cannot burst their band. The Bible says that you are the Lord God who will not allow us to be tempted above what we are able. The Bible says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks. Let it come from you. If you can't thank him, just say, Holy Spirit, help me to thank the Father. And you can listen unto him, Lord, what do you want me to thank you about? Let it be deep, let it be genuine, let it be sound. Thank him for hope of life eternal. Thank him for mercy. Thank him for kindness. Thank him because he's the Lord who reigns supreme in the affairs of man. He is worthy to be praised and adored. I thank you, Lord, for all the honor and benefit you have given me as a child of God. I thank you, Lord, that I have a hope for tomorrow. I thank you, Lord, that you have made me, oh Lord. You know, when you told me this morning to thank you at three levels, oh God. The level of my relationship with you. The le- which is the least likely level for which I'm so grateful, oh God. How will you even have relationship with me? I was so far. I was so unworthy. There was nothing for you to gain in it. And yet, Lord, you loved me irrespective. The number two level, you asked me to thank you, Lord. Oh, you have me to thank you for people you have surrounded me with. All these your sons and daughters. Many here, many not here, many in other parts of the world. People who have committed unto loving me and helping me and supporting me. Oh Lord, I thank you. They don't have to do it, but I thank you, Lord. 
that I am not alone. Give thanks unto the Lord. And the final level for my family, those that are close unto me, Lord, for this level of relationship, oh God, from the least likely to the most, not but most likely, oh God, I thank you. Even the most likely could have gone wrong, but you did allow it to go wrong. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, think of the goodness of the Lord. There's something welling on the inside of me to say that the praises bring the Holy Spirit down. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. When we praise him, the Holy Spirit comes down. And I hope in the next three days, as I mentioned, we will do a lot of that. That there will be a switch in the heavens. As long as you have breath, don't stop. Don't stop. Many, they are, they are just about to turn the handle to enter in. They decide to go back to the world. Many decide to say, I've been praying for some people. Some here, some not here. I know their harvest is so close, but the devil has shut them out. He said, what about all that I've given in time? I've given in resources. Where is the result? And they decided, and God said they needed just one more step. Outside, a man that fell, you heard of the story before, and he was in the dark, and he was, you know, somebody was saying, just cut the rope, and, and, and he said, you know, he wasn't going to cut it. Eventually, you know, woke up in the morning, feet already gone, seriously in bad condition, they found that the man was only two feet from the ground. But he thought, because it was dark, he didn't know how close. Sometimes, it's time to lean on Jesus. You are closer than you first began. Far closer. Why give up now? Why exclude yourself from the blessing of God in your heart? Maybe if someone I will preach another day. But for now, I want us to pray finally. Holy Spirit, come upon my life. Fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me, Holy Spirit divine. Fill me anew, Holy Spirit of the living God. Saturate my heart. Saturate my mind. Remember, it's that power that will keep that joy going. Remember, it's that power that will keep the causes of sorrow to go away. The causes of sorrow that we are fighting against is the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that will make it happen that they will not have any hold upon you. Call on him right now. Plead for his kindness and his mercy. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, rain down. Rain down, rain down, rain down this afternoon. Fill me anew. The Bible spoke of repeated infilling of the Holy Spirit into the life of the disciples. And for you and for us once again, the repeated infilling shall be a daily event in the name of Jesus. Fill me anew, oh God. Saturate my heart. Let me be filled unto all overflowing. Let me rise up every morning charged, drunk with the Holy Spirit. Without fear, without worry in the world, confident and bold in the most high that the Lord is doing his good work in my life. Fill me a new Holy Spirit. Fill me a new Holy Spirit. Take charge. Let every nook and cranny of my life be filled with your power. And so that that power will keep your joy on the inside of me. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.
And so because of this power of the Holy Spirit that will be on us, I want you to also pray for your neighbor. You know, you don't need to turn to them. Just pray that to the night, to my right, to my left. Or if you have only one person on one side alone, just mention that. You can then say to my front and back. Father, in the name of Jesus, let it be that this one will never know sorrow. Let it be that your power will fill this one. Lift up your voices and pray finally that Lord, pray for your neighbor to your left and to your right that they will never know sorrow. That the affliction of the enemy will be far from them. That the mercy of the Lord shall work for them. And God of heaven and earth shall be glorified in all that they do. Oh Lord, let there be no sorrow in my brother's life, in my sister's life. Preserve him, preserve her. Oh Lord, if there are already any long-standing sorrow, Holy Spirit power come in and flush it out. Holy Spirit power come and make him whole, make her whole. No more sorrow. This month of Holy Spirit joy, Lord, do us good. Help us. Let every word you have pronounced upon us ring true forevermore. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We are grateful, oh God, for your mercy and your kindness. Oh, Lord, no sorrow in any but Lord, let the feeling of your power be evident. Thank you, eternal rock of our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I mentioned three levels of relationship that the Lord led me to thank you for. It was so, so revelational and it's so complete. The only other one I can add, out of which there might be, you know, somewhere in between, to thank God for my enemies. It's such a complete thanksgiving. But I want us to pray at this time that this very next month we are about to enter into, that the Lord will visit each and every one of us in a special way. That none of us shall be excluded. As many as are so weighed that they can't even leave their head, this coming month, all our heads shall be raised. Those that are weary and tired, strength will come upon you. So I want us to take a moment or two and just pray that and say, Lord, let your joy, let this month, pray specifically for the month of December 2017, just about 30 seconds, pray into that month. Whatever you ask shall be given unto you. Whatever you believe the Lord for, that's what we do. Pray into that month. Pray into that month. That God's mighty hand will rest upon us like never before. That his spirit shall do awesome and mighty things in our lives. Our lives will never remain. It shall be a turnaround month for each and every one of us. That there shall be no casting down for us, but there shall be lifting for us. The Lord will keep us right in the center of his will. It shall be a month to remember, a month to rejoice in, because the hand of Jehovah will rest upon us. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.
Our Father, we thank you. We are grateful that we can depend upon you. There's so much going on around us. But we know you have promised that you will not allow us to be overtaken. That water will not cover us. The flame will not burn us. So I ask right now in the name that's above all names. As many as are so pressed that whether in here or listening remotely or they are not even listening in at all, but they are within the sphere of our influence and love. Let all such overwhelming pressure of the enemy be lifted right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. None shall be crushed. None shall be destroyed. But the lifter of our heads will lift our heads and our joy will be full. Lord, as we gather here tomorrow, do more than you have done today. Walk within us to believe that what you have promised you are more than able to do. Let your name be glorified. Thank you once again, Father. Even for the rest of this service, show yourself mighty in our giving, in our rejoicing, in listening to announcement. Holy Spirit power, manifest yourself. And at the end of it, your name alone shall be praised. Thank you, eternal Father. We give you honor and glory. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.